episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast where we talk DC Comics and for today, fantasy football, because that's why I didn't read DC Comics. <laughs> I am Mark, and with me, Clay. What's up, buddy? I'm doing good. I am doing good. We have a lot of comic book news to talk about. We do have a lot of comic book news. Um, exciting but, news for the most part, I, I think. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I will say um, I had a little bit of depressing news yesterday um, with me, unfortunately, not getting a job that I wanted. Um, so I sat down and pout. I pouted for a little bit. I'm just like, man, it's so stupid. I just really wanted the job. And like in the middle of my pouting, Nightwing, like the news about Nightwing came out. And like a part of me was like, yay. But I was still like in the midst of like all of it. And I was just like, I'm not excited. Like, I'm just <laughs> not excited. And then like after I let it all just go, I was like, Tom Taylor, Nightwing. Yeah. So. So it, it looks the cover on its own hey, looks hey, really good. He's killed them in every world, man. He's gonna kill them. Stop it. Rosita is gonna be the new Nightwing. As long as he kills off Bay, I'm good. <laughs> well, jeez. <laughs> well, hey, hey, well, hey, they talk about hey, Bay in this in this recent. The the storyline apparently is gonna be revolving around uh, Nightwing and Batgirl. Yes. So, and this is a him t- reteaming up with a Bruno Redondo. So that's a. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a good creative team. Uh, yeah, I, I would say this week is it, it's like it's one of those weeks that like all right, comics cool, but I cannot be the only person that listens to the show or is at least involved with Comic Book Legion, and they are not fantasy football fans. It is fantasy football season with most of. Uh, I actually have a a fantasy football like a league with many of our listeners that were involved in past leagues when we were a nation of nerds so we kind of just like turned it into you know more comic book legion got these guys coming in i'm in the semifinals, so i'm in the game like in the champion i'm in four fantasy leagues and i'm all in the semifinals. comic books especially at a time like this to make it to the championship kind of took a back burner I wanted to read certain issues that we'll talk about today. One of them was Rorschach, which is surprising as much as uh, Clay and I are like big fans of Tom King. We, I, well, he read it cause he's responsible even during his <laughs> pouting. I, I, I was not, I, I chose the Oakland, uh, the Las Vegas from that Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders and the, and the Los Angeles chargers. I, I, I gave them priority over you and I'm sorry. Not really, but I am. Yeah. Gosh, Mark. Gosh. It sucks. But yeah, I mean, this was this was a huge, like, really big DC week. I, I'm like, is, are these the solicits? No, for real. So, <laughs> I think what it ultimately is, what it ultimately is, guys. I think that DC wants to reassure us as readers, there is going to be something done after Future State. Because that's the big, that was the big thing. Everybody's been complaining. I'm like, oh, I can't wait until Future State. Just like in these books already. Give us Future State. Give us Future State. And then the realization of like, oh, crap. We're going to go back to this stuff after Future State. So, of course, they had to secure our money and was like, hey, you know, we will uh, give you a little bit of here and a little bit there and a little bit here. And I think the first 
big news was the Joker. Joker. Yes. <sighs> See, like I knew that Tynan and March were doing an, another ongoing together in kind of like the Bat Universe. I wasn't expecting a Joker ongoing. Well, the way he explained it on the Word Balloon podcast was that it sounded like he was going to do more with Batgirl. And so I was like, maybe it's a Batgirl's book. Honestly, I don't even know if I would want him to touch the Batgirls, considering how bad he he has used Barbara as Oracle during this whole, uh, what is it, Ghostmaker? Ghost Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ghost, ghost maker, clown hunter. That's, okay, ghost maker, ghost maker. So yeah. I mean, he's kind of used Barbara so bad there as Oracle that I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. know if that's a bad thing. So guys, this Joker thing. Um, Mark learned, I think, for the first time that a uh, Joker had an ongoing series, um, forty-five years ago. Yeah, I was not. Uh, yeah, uh, my my buddy Leo, who used to be in the Nation of Nerds podcast, Nerd, yeah, uh, he actually wrote me. He's like, "Oh, they're doing like the second. I'm like, "Wait, they there there was one," and I had no idea that in I believe in 1975 there was a Joker ongoing, and he showed me. I'm like, "Huh? Would you yeah. look at this?" But I, I guess like that would be a time to do one because they've kind of turned the Joker into more of a myth later on. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess that makes sense. And. My host, my co-host for Batman News Weekly brought up a really good point. When people have an ongoing series, what drives that series is, of course, a really good story and character development. What is the number one seller for Joker? That you do not know anything about him. Mm -hmm. And if character progression is a key point to story the what's the word the attractiveness to joker the the one thing that gives him his thing is going to go away so so do you think that you'll you'll get those beats via gordon and bane maybe but like even that, it sounds like Tynan is trying to retire Gordon because it's like his last, like he wants to get the clown for the last time, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. It seems, and then it, Bane, it does seem that way. And then, and then Bane, I'm figuring Bane is more of that uh, interaction that we got in that special. Yes, he's yeah. pissed off that you know he belittled him and you know made him a laughing stock at Arkham, so he's going to try to kill him. Understandable. Okay, cool. I don't know. Like, who asked for this? You know? I mean, I I don't think anyone asks for... I mean, like, I'm not totally against, like, no one asked for this, because I I, I truly believe that gems can come out of it, out of something that nobody expected. I I am just one of those guys that, for some reason... Uh, when I am down on a writer, I'm just kind of sour on everything they do. In yeah. in, in in the same world, because again, I in I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy Tynan in his horror. 
that he does with Indy. And because yeah, I, I believe, uh, I believe what's that eating the children because I believe that his calling, kind of like with Snyder, is horror, mm-hmm. and that's their forte, and they and they they rock. Um, it's just I, I I'm not digging his vision. So knowing that there's just more content on a specific world that I'm just not digging, I don't get excited about it. But I I never go me personally. I'm not in the who asked for this because like you know like who asked for an animal man and that's like my favorite story from New Fifty Two. You're so, right. You're right. You know it. There there can be good things that come out of books that. But I know. but I will say Joker. I can't, dude, I was not a Joker ongoing series. Like if someone said like, give me a hundred characters, I don't even think the Joker just because I I just. But, and and here's the other for, thing, for kind of like know, the reasons that you're mentioning, like that. Yeah, I I I've said this I think on two podcasts already. Um, so you have like this, nine more to go. <laughs> <laughs> this idea that um, there are people that will blindly purchase anything batman related okay yeah and that is why sales for batman will always be up sales for batman characters will be significantly higher Mm -hmm. than what they probably should be and that is where this joker book's going to be and if dc treats tynan any way that they're going to be treating let's say a bendis because they're on a book that should have pri- like high priority, they're going to see any number of sales as, oh, that was higher than we expected, even though it really shouldn't be. Yeah, it, you know? it, it, it kind of what, what this makes me feel is that what gets me worried outside of the fact that I'm just sour on a, on a certain creator at the moment is I don't know if this is something that was always planned or... Mm-hmm. Is DC looking at the success of three Jokers, and they saw that this is selling 300 plus K per issue, and they're saying, hey, if we do a Joker ongoing, there is a possibility that uh, 200,000 stupid people that don't know anything about comics that they are going to decide, hey, is this a sequel? Is this something that's following along? They're not going to know, you know, because, again, they're... I would hate if Tynan, like, follows the coattails of the three Jokers. No, I don't think they're going to do coattails. I'm just, I'm thinking that DC is just thinking, hey, a Joker solo, in in a way, just because of the title. You know, just connecting the dots, yeah. Yeah, they're just saying, like, hey, let's just continue the, the hot streak of what that character just sold, and let's see, maybe we can strike gold again. And uh, I don't know, man. It, 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 exactly. It's it's going to be rough. Uh, I mean, like an I, idiot, I'm going to read the first issue. Because, yeah, um, we, because again, curiosity is always going to get me. And plus, I want to read a good book. Yes. And that is another thing. I have a lot of negative things to say about the books that we're going to be talking about. Not the reviews, but the, the announcements. I have a lot to say about them. But... Me and Mark are both fair in saying that we will give the first issue a try. One big one is that I'm not entirely sure about yet. It's still one of my favorite characters. Batman Red and Blue. This is, again, going with the idea of Batman Black and White. Harley Quinn Black, White, and Red. 
Yeah, but are you talking about Batman or Superman Red and Blue? Did I say Batman Red and Blue? Yeah, you said Batman Red and Blue. I got really... Oh, sorry, sorry. Superman Red and Blue. Okay. Superman Red and Blue. And the first... It's it's anthology, Mm -hmm. just like the other ones. And I think John Ridley and, like, some other people. I think there's, like, two or three other people attached to the first issue. You know... I've heard people say this is just another gimmick, you know, to to ease people into the new era of comics that we're going to be hitting in March next year. I don't know. I, I like. I can't say that I'm no I, like I'm no longer a person who blindly buys Superman. Bendis has cut me off from that. Like, yeah, I will. I will question every Superman book from now on. And. I mean, the Gary Frank freaking art from it looks awesome. Yes, it does. You know, it looks great. I'm okay with, like, looking at the art. But the anthologies, because there is also a Batman one called... uh, Crap. uh, uh, Gotham... Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But there's another... There's a Batman anthology coming out as well. Another one? They're... Outside of the black and white? Yeah, there's another one coming oh, out. I, I didn't get that announcement. I must be in yeah. my fantasy football circle. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just to kind of go with what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, John Ridley and Clayton Henry. Uh, they will be doing um, one of their stories uh, along with Brandon Easton, who is going to be taking on Mr. Miracle during Future State with Steve Lieber, who just did the Jimmy Olsen. He's the artist. Yeah, uh, You're going to be getting... Wes Craig, who I'm pretty excited about doing writing and artist because he's, you know, deadly class. So if you're interested in that indie title, so I'm interested to see what's going to be going on there. You're also getting uh, Marguerite Bennett and Jill Thompson uh, doing a story on teenage Clark Kent. And then we have a creative team of Dan Waters and Danny telling an outlandish fable about what happens when all colors are stolen. Yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, so, so we do got some stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious in regards to the John Ridley and Superman, um, mainly because of the way that he handled Superman in the other history of the DC universe. So I don't know what his, like, is this just like another. Remember, you know, if, if he is, if he is the like main writer on the first issue of that, of that anthology, he'll probably have the maximum amount of pages, which will only be about eight pages. So no, it's only going to be a short story. No, this this one here is pretty large. His his story here, uh, crap. Sorry, I just had it to. Dreader will contribute to February's issue, uh, with uh with a forty page issue number one, with artist Clayton Henry, and the story features Clark Kent as he confronts a villain who still haunts him in a story that shows what Superman can mean to a whole country. So I'm taking it that he's having like the main story. And then all the other ones are probably one of those one, two page little, you know, Oh, so you think it's going to be 24 pages and then the rest are, well, I mean, based on them saying 40 pages, I mean, unless I'm reading it wrong, but I mean, it's going to be six bucks. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be more than 24 pages. So I'm guessing it's three bucks. Be, it, it's six dollars. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. A, yeah, because a, the 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 Batman anthology issue number one is eight dollars. 
Okay. Yeah. So this one's six. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but one thing that you're very excited about, which I still have to learn about him. I still have to do my research. We got an announcement for Superman. Not only Superman, but he's also going to be writing action comics. Yes. So I do not agree that one person should be writing both titles just because of what happened with Bendis. But you seem pretty excited about this. Tell us a little bit more about this guy. Okay. Uh, so his name is Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I I'm my okay, my intro to to Philip Kennedy Johnson is more in the indie game with uh, Last Sons of America and Low Road West. And I really enjoyed his his storytelling. Uh then I think it was about a month ago, pre-COVID, uh we I read uh, one of the last gods, like the tie-ins, just because I was like, oh, this is a cool story. It looks cool. I want to read it. And I absolutely loved it. And then I realized that he's the same writer of Last God. And then I got that and I've been reading it and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think he has, I, I think he has a way of building grand stories where mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little bit more fantastical. So I don't know like this is a dude that if he was, I can see him writing a Lord of the Rings comic, because that's kind of okay. or like post-apocalyptic, utopian kind of stories. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like his thing. How can it translate to Superman? Don't know yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I did enjoy like the cover with like Phil Hester because it kind of gives me an idea of what his tone could be. Uh, yeah. But again. I've been burned before. So far, Mariko Tamaki is not in, impressing me with Wonder Woman, and she freaking kicks ass. So yeah. I don't know if this is just, can it be, again, I love Donny Cates' indie. Now, I haven't been reading recently what Donny Cates is doing, but Donny Cates with the Cosmic Ghost Rider, what he did with the Death of the Inhumans, the, um, Jesus Christmas, uh, the, the Venom at the start. Venom was okay, yeah. but I started getting bored of his stuff. Uh, Because they just felt very gimmicky and it's just, you know, so again, I don't know what's currently going on, but apparently everybody loves it. But to me, I've been getting burned recently with uh, these superstar or not even just great creators and indie worlds going into the mainstream and things are just not translating. So I did I did speak with with Jim. You mentioned to me Jim from the Weird Sides DC uh comics podcast and also Marvel that you you guest appear on as well. Yeah. Um you mentioned to me that he wasn't a big fan of it. So I yeah. reached out to him. I, I wanted to know what he felt. And apparently he's done some stuff with Marvel with like Marvel zombies and empires, and it was all over the place, very clunky. Uh I told him me personally, I don't really I think most tie-ins of an event suck. Yeah. So I figured I don't really go by that, but apparently he was saying that that this was kind of like his thing and it just didn't work out. So, I mean, that could be the case. And maybe that's kind of like the fear that I have with writers. Um, so, I mean, I guess we'll get our first taste during future state on what kind of voice does he have for Superman. And then you can, I, I think, get a little bit more worried. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong. He is wrong. doing. No, I'm just, go ahead. <laughs> he is he is doing John Kent Superman. 
in the Metropolis book. No, that's right? Sean Lewis. Okay, okay. This okay. is going to be like so a World War Hulk. Okay, okay, yeah. World he's War doing World, World, uh, War, World, World, World of Worlds. World of Worlds. Yeah, yeah, War yeah, of Worlds or whatever. With some, something like that. So he is also teaming up with Phil, Phil Hester. Yes. So I will admit, I'm not a big fan of Phil Hester. Now, there, Phil Hester has worked on Superman before. I recognize his art. Um, I don't know if it was New 52, but I, I remember him from pre-52 stuff. Okay. He, you know, the, the two covers, the two, the, I think it's action and Superman. You know what? You know what? I, it's not even Phil Hester, the guy that I'm talking about when it came to the covers. I'm with you. The, the two covers that look a little bit more like cartoony. That's yeah. not what I meant with Superman getting like impaled by like a green dude. I'm yeah. actually... I don't know who it was, but I was thinking of this. Okay, this yeah, yeah, the the banner that they used for the yeah, that uh, looks very Hollywood Reporter. It looked very Alex Rossian. I yes. don't, I don't know who it is. That's the one that got me excited because of the tone. But then I did see those covers, and then it, that's kind of like what made me feel like, okay, like uh, it, I'm. Well, Hester has confirmed that it's only going to be for the first arc. Yes, because then he's going to be going with brandon ivan brandon and then after that it's all leading to an epic event that he's going to be doing with mikhail janine which is very exciting to see mikhail janine superman well we're going to be getting that in future state with with them too so very cool yeah yeah so the mikhail janine is going to be i guess like what his huge event that he has in store for superman yeah um i i am with you in regards to i kind of like having because I, I, I like the idea of Superman and action comics having two different tones because that's kind of like what it was always meant to have. Yes. Um, so sometimes having the same writer could contradict it. Uh, well, because what they should be doing. Now, Bendis, I will admit, Bendis kept his stories semi-separate. Mm -hmm. Action dealt with a lot of metropolis stuff while superman dealt with superman yeah that that was one thing that he attempted to do didn't do it very well but he did with what i see this person doing is and what i see what most people would probably do if they had control over batman and detective or you know something like a superman in action they would try to do crossovers to try to sell more books. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I, I, I feel like now with comics and all this teasing of it being like an omniverse kind of thing. And I think the reasons why now I feel like it, it'll make more sense than ever, because I don't think that they're going to be pushing this, having to connect with this and this having to be with this. So I think that DC is going to want to keep the money coming in from both titles, but now let it just be, his story where he can intertwine it if he wants. Again, I'm mm -hmm. not a big fan of it. I just don't think that it's a priority anymore for you to have a Tomasi and a Jurgens. And yes, they're having their own things, but when it came time for them to work together, you can see how all the connective tissue was there. If they did mm -hmm. it with reborn or multiversity, not multiversity, multiplicity. Uh, like there were multiple times during rebirth. You're like, oh, okay, these guys 
are clearly working together when it's needed to. I I think that for those who love Bendis or hate him, I don't really know if there's many neutral fans. Uh, it's very much love and hate. Um, you know, I think that he purposely, you know, just likes to reinvent things or reimagine things for the sake of maybe not having to do a whole bunch of research and trying to stick with continuity. It's much easier to just reinvent the wheel so that you don't have to worry about that other stuff. Cause then you can just be like, no, 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 but we're, we're changing it all up. Now yeah. you have this omniverse kind of thing with, uh, now the, the future, damn it. Um, Infi- infinite uh what, what oh yeah they just announced infinite frontier morning. infinite yeah. frontier uh i don't know i i just feel like now it's you know infinite adventures i guess you want to think of it like it's just it's countless stories and they're that's what it's going to be i think it's just stories for stories and i i really feel for i mean i loved i know it's a question that i feel like it gets recycled all the time um with you know, like, what are your thoughts on continuity? I know that weird science. I don't know if is Jim. I don't know if Jim is the only guy that handles that one, and Eric just handles his. No, Jim. Jim handles the. Okay, so if Jim specifically, I mean, he asked the question, like, what are your thoughts on uh, on continuity? I know, paraphrasing, you're like, what's the point of calling it a universe if nothing's going to connect? Um, mm-hmm. That kind of. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I know you said much more, and then. From in my sense, I mean, I know that we've always talked about, we've mentioned it here in the past. Yes, we are fans of continuity. Uh, we do, I, you know, I like knowing that there's stakes. I'm just at a point right now with DC. I just want good stories because none of these writers are honoring past work, anyways, and the and and the work still sucks. Yeah, I think I think when you're looking at the latter, like literally, if the first step would be good stories. And then once you get that down again, then start connecting it. Um, I think I just don't I think, think that. But I, I think I think the tea leaves have shown that that is just no longer a priority. I mean, this was before I think Rebirth was starting to shift. Jim Lee even mentioned that they're going story first. I mean, I feel like this is just something that has been been getting planted little by little once. Everything started falling apart. I don't know if it was with John stepping down. I I guess the only good thing that to come out of it then, uh, after Future State, is like if there is any events going on, there's no tie-ins. Oh no! Unless they want to, unless they'll unless they want to contradict themselves, they'll create tie-ins. But I don't think it's gonna. It would be on the main book. It will become like a Future State. Where it's just a one, two, three kind of thing. I don't think it'll be Action Comics 1050 and then it'll be part one or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I don't know, I, I don't know if I've just gotten spoiled with how great <laughs> I've been enjoying like Black Label. Mm-hmm. And I'm just loving these self contained stories because they just feel tighter. They feel, you know. And well, maybe that's what DC is thinking also. Like, hey, let's make everything like Black Label, but with a brighter tone, which I can understand. But it's I don't know. Like for me, I don't I don't think it has I don't think it has the legs to be successful, which just makes me feel like we're just going to run into a much quicker reboot. 
because sooner or later you need to have things connect. Yes, yes. Because there, there, there has to. For me, I was just about to say before I was doing podcasting, before I was really like like cuz I would just read just to read, you know? Yeah. I would I would collect these stories just to collect these stories. And it wasn't until I started podcasting and really diving deep into the universe where I was like, okay, now I know that something is going to be happening in Nightwing or something's going to be happening in Batgirl. And those, and, and, be those are, and those are cool feelings. And and yeah, it is. But before then, I was in my like tunnel vision of like, hey, I'm only buying the Superman books anyway because these are the only characters I care about. And I didn't care about anything else. And I think that's kind of what DC wants every individual to feel like with their stories. But there's pl- I know somebody personally, a, a really cool friend of mine that buys every DC book because he's invested in DC. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. He complains about the horrible stories, but he cares about DC. Mm-hmm. And so he will buy these books. And I think it kind of sucks to like be invested in 15 to 20 books a week. And there's no payoff, you know? Yeah, it'll it, it will. Well, there'll be a payoff, but a smaller one because it'll just be contained. Yes, because I understand like I, I write that post and I'm like, man, I just want stories. These writers don't are not respecting the past work anyway. So might as well just give me a good story. But then I think yesterday, I want to say it was like Aquamander wrote about that he just started reading the Swamp Thing, New 52 Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, make sure that you're reading, reading with it, Animal Man. Animal Man, because the payoff at the end is freaking epic when yeah. you have the green and the rot. And then I, I'm like saying to myself, I'm like, look at me talking like the continuity of two titles that will essentially, because it's great. Hypocrites. Yeah, because, but. That was their focus. Their focus yes, yes. beginning of New 52, the beginning, and the beginning of... Because who was that? Uh, Snyder and Lemire. Lemire? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was their focus. And beginning of Rebirth, great continuity. But then things fall apart. You got... John's no longer C- uh, chief creative officer. Uh, Dan's blowing Dick's head off. Uh, well, that doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> wow phrasing jeez uh and, and here's the thing here's the thing also again there was no payoff from it but the idea was there yeah. bendis with rucka and um fraction. who fraction they would have like okay meetings okay what is our metropolis going to look like the idea still sticks it needs to happen Tynan with Ram V with uh, with freaking uh, John Ridley like those people need to get together everybody who's working on any type of Superman title they need to get together there's no architect though that's right that's why I'm saying that whoever is the main writer for that universe so a Superman universe you need to I don't think there is and and as you see, Philip is doing Still annoying. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like now it's a hey guys, it's your world create. 
and th- and that's it. It's not, and that is why we get the so oh so lovable, the oh so great and powerful Naomi on Justice League. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. I mean, it's so stupid. Now, Bendis technically teased this in the lead up to Legion, which seems so long ago. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, it actually looked like Naomi was on the Suicide Squad, but instead he's deciding to put Superboy on the, on the Suicide Squad. So there's that. I don't, and, yeah. I don't, and Black Adam and Hippolyta are part of the uh, Justice League because Hippolyta, you know, just loves man's world and just loves to interact with everybody. I have no idea what's going on with Justice League. And uh, what and, else? And I, oh. I believe it's like Ollie and, uh, and Dinah are going to be the leaders of the Justice League. Yep, and uh, and Wally West is apparently retiring. Um, so that's Dan yeah. Dale's fault. Yeah. So. Uh, oh God! And, and Bendis is a Dedeo dude. Yeah. Like they're buds. So this mm-hmm. is clearly like, hey, I'm gonna retire him. Everyone, we just brought him back in speed metal. <laughs> F this guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Just the Justice League's all over the place. I don't know where the hell that's going. I mean, I had, I have Bendis couldn't write two separate teams on two separate titles. How is he supposed to write fourteen thousand different characters that are on that one page by freaking uh, Marquez mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, I'm ready for this"? Hell no. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't know what's happening on that end. It's that's going to be a, a thing in it of itself. I, don't I, give, don't get me wrong. We'll give first issue a try and we'll laugh about it. We'll say, because, because here's the thing. Naomi has been in this universe for a year and a half. Not once has been, has there been an explanation about what she can actually do as a, as a superhuman, as her powers go. I feel, I feel like the last time Nobody I saw, could. I think the last time I saw Naomi was that really bad issue of Superman, where she was meeting all the Justice League characters, and all of them were just asking really stupid questions. Yeah, and, and Batman, other... Batman was like, "Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm actually fighting Mister Freeze right now in Gotham," and like he was making fun of the fact that Batman is in multiple books. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I remember. I was like, "Man, this is really bad." So, my my goal come March is, is to, to read indie. Is to oh no, I read indie anyways. <laughs> that indie never disappoints. It's all. It's only the big two. Uh, <laughs> but it. What what I'm my goal before we start jumping into these books is. To read these books all with clean slates. I'm going to try not to come with any preconceived notions that Clay made me hate Bendis. When I literally, I think in Nation of Nerds. I I didn't make you do anything. You you made me. Uh, (laughs) Dude, I think it it got to a point that I think I even had him like in in Nation of Nerds because of what he did for me before he got to D.C., like Marvel wise, and just as like a comic reader, I had him like in my Mount Rushmore. 
Oof. Now he's like in the ruins under the sea. But it's but yeah, it's your fault. He's nowhere near Earth for me. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I had like like him. So I'm trying in like okay, like I think Tynan is poo poo right now, DC wise. So I, I I have to go in with open minds because if not, I'm not giving. I'm not going to get Infinite Frontier. It's due. It's you know. It's due. I'm just gonna be like holding it back, and I and I don't wanna. I don't wanna do that mainly for me because I you know I want to have fun when I'm reading comics. Yeah, and speaking of fun, Nightwing is gonna be flipping awesome. I know we talked about it a little bit in the very beginning of the episode, but I'm just saying, Tom yeah. Taylor, Redondo, Nightwing, Batgirl. It's going to be fun. And apparently Nightwing's going to be getting what looked like it, it may have been just the art and the way I was looking at it, but a three legged dog. Like, which means that 10 issues in that dog's going to die. But I mean, Taylor is going to make me like have so much emotion towards that dog. Like, I'm going to love it. I'm so excited about this book. We have had so long with a Nightwing book that hasn't even been about Nightwing to finally get a writer on this title that did now I will admit 12 issues only but he got to write Spider-Man he's written an amazing Wolverine like him getting the chance I would love for him to be on Superman but for him to be on Nightwing is the next best thing. Literally the next best thing. Remember how I was talking about like kind of like a little by little like souring on creators? Mhm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read a, a DM conversation that I was having with a listener. So Mark, Tom Taylor on Nightwing, is it like for long distance or is it like a six issue thing? This is me. Who knows? I'm over Taylor. He's a gimmick writer. I thought you. He's like, wait, you don't like Taylor? I'm like, not, not so much anymore. He's like, I only liked his X Men Red. I'm like, pretty much any comic. Oh no, this is connecting because we're having like multiple uh, conversations. And then I wrote, Tom Taylor has all the talent to kill it, like he has with his Spider Man or like the Batman annuals and stuff like that. But now he's the equivalent. His work is the equivalent of comic book clickbait. That's so. All right. So that's the show, guys. And (laughs) we will see you guys next week. But Mark, what is wrong with you? That's the thing. He I mean, I think we've talked about this is like it just doesn't seem like his his work. And even the way that I understand handling Twitter and you want to be kind of clickbaity to kind of get people to grab it. But his I don't know. I mean, everything of his work is either injustice or deceased. He's only trying to hit like he's typecasting himself or it's or I mean, like, oh, man, what you're going to see in Suicide Squad. Like, it just feels clickbaity. And then when we read it now, maybe it's DC ended his run a lot earlier than what he wanted. But I'm just like. If you think about it, Suicide Squad, yeah, are there pretty cool uh, character moments? The the last issue fell flat. 
the last issue fell flat, I think they did pull the rug from under him. I think that but I think the most fun I had was Suicide Squad, besides like that first issue where like man shit's just hitting the fan, is maybe that moment with the I, I forgot who I don't know if it was Wink that like stole the Batmobile and Batman is like, yeah, waiting at a bus yeah. stop with the uh with Deadshot with Deadshot. Yeah. Like that? Cool. I I will say this. Now I I understand that the marketing for comics is basically all up to the creators like dc barely does anything for them yeah you know you'll see like a random like oh pick up this book today or hey this week this is gonna happen and it's just like very random throughout the week you know nice i do not have any starbucks today starbucks my wife is awesome Yeah. So my, 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 my hope is that from what I hear from people saying, or I think he, he mentioned it, that Nightwing is his favorite character or like one of his favorite characters. And he's like, although I have killed him in other universes, I want you to truly know that he is like one of my favorites. So my hope is that Taylor, because it's a character like Nightwing, he treats it the way that Taylor knows how to write instead of it being the, the all flash and just doesn't. F- Cause this dude literally, I think got me close to tears with that father's day annual on yeah. Batman. Like he has that, but then he's, then there's just other stuff that I'm like, man, like, I don't know. I like the way that you're, I understand that, you know, they got a market. I mean, this is their livelihood. Cool. But I, I don't like clickbaity stuff. And then I read so many issues and everything is just fluff. And then, oh, a head came off. But I'm supposed to, am I supposed to now be like, wow, this book is edgy because a head came off. But I had 19 pages of just generic stuff. And I feel like when you have so many books and so many titles, sooner or later, you're just going to have a whole bunch of generic stuff. And recently from Taylor, it's a lot of generic stuff. So I'm just not, but again, that's my, that's my issue. I I just, I have to be able to say, Oh, that's just this title, this other titles, but I don't know. I kind of just carry things over, but that's a me me thing. It has been a while. Like for, for me, like his new world of uh, seven secrets, you know, at boom studios, it's an amazing story. It's fun. It's something brand new. You know, like you said, indies never disappoint. With me and Taylor, I think the last time I really enjoyed something from Taylor was Spider-Man because it was based off of that one character. And yeah, he had a couple, you know, cameos in his story. You know, some people showed up. Yeah, but it was a Spider-Man story. And I think that's where a lot of people thrive. I'm not always, you know, but some people will thrive when all of their attention is on one character telling a story. Yeah. And I think that's what Taylor can do with Nightwing. I hope so, because he kills character moments. He does amazing. Yes. When that's what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. But when he's treating you as a clickbaity shock spark thing, which is what I feel like 
everything recently that I read of Taylor, I feel like that's just what I'm getting. It just didn't it didn't get me excited as it would have maybe like at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Because it's just I feel like it's the success of the season stuff has kind of just like changed things and whatever, man. Do do what makes you successful and helps you with a livelihood. Cool. Yeah. I just I, I just wanted to have the beats that I know that he can deliver. And I, I just yeah. hope that that's what it is. So I wasn't initially, I wasn't like, woohoo, Tom Taylor. No, just because <laughs> I, you know, that's, but that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. But let's go ahead and move on. I think that's all of the like big comic book news. I'm sure we will get a lot more when the solicits officially come out, which I think is either at the end of this week, um, which I mean, technically is today, but, uh, is either next week or on Sunday of this week. So who, who knows? Who knows? Um, let's go ahead and move on to the books. Now, I didn't read this because I told you I looked at the first page and I was like, uh, hell no. And But you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Superman 28, the final issue of Brian Michael Bendis. So uh, Superman 28 is the finale of the whole Sinmar storyline of what's going on. I have no idea what was going on in the Sinmar storyline because I haven't read it. So as I, when I read the very first issue, uh, a page, I was like, wow, that's a lot of dialogue. But I read, my name is Dr. Lana Lang. I'm like, okay. So that immediately caught my interest. Because I know that when she ran into him, I don't know, in that random comic, I think it was the beginning of the Sinmar, because I think I, I wanted to give it a chance. And I think I told you I liked it, but I don't remember. But I think Lana showed up, and it was the first mm -hmm. time that she realized, oh, Clark is Superman kind of thing, and she wanted yeah. to like talk to him. So that's the only thing I read in in this story was Lana Lang and what was her article? Like what was her or a podcast? Like, what was it? That's all I read the following page. I felt vindicated when I saw the, the splash page that has at least 3000 words. Mm -hmm. There's no shot. I was going to read that because that's just, I, I just, I just can't do it anymore with, yeah. with Bendis when he does that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I just read the story of Lana and what she was writing, uh, and I found that to be, I really liked it. Is it something, is it something that has been said countless times? Yes. But as you and I have experienced during the death metal tie-in thing that we saw with Mark Wade, we are so desperate for Superman like the Superman that we enjoy, because yeah. uh, I don't want to take away from anybody that likes this version of Superman, but that the, the Superman that we enjoy, we are trying to find any versions of that character and see it. And I, and I, and I felt it with Lana's words. Um, and in regards to how she feels and who that person, who Clark is and who he always has been with Lois uh, and Lois with conversations that she had, like, well, what can you offer Superman? And then she mentioned love uh, and everything that she brought up to Superman, saying, like, no matter 
even though it's always like, what's the world without Superman? Like, do we need a Superman? Well, you know, they, they kind of talked also about like, you know, Superman needs us. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. All right. Nice, nice, cool. Uh, so all very enjoyable. But again, I'm reading a comic while I'm reading these nice words and I'm just seeing beautiful artwork from Ivan Reese and I'm totally ignoring what the, what this battle is actually about. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had no idea for a second. I saw him wearing gold plated Mandalorian Veskar and I'm like, is this guy, (laughs) I'm like, don't, don't talk about the finale. I haven't seen it. So I'm seeing it right oh i i literally stayed up until 2 a.m no yeah see i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting to tonight and i'm gonna see it with my kid because we're all you know mandalorian right now so yeah i'm like okay so he's got gold plated veskar or is he like half sun dipped i have no idea what's going on and i didn't even care uh then i see like the united planet brigade i'm like okay i don't know what this is i don't care so i'm just trying to find where can i find the yellow bubbles and it was nice. So then at the very end, this is, I thought it was a nice tie-in to the Man of Steel, uh, like the six-parter that he did mm-hmm. when he first started. And that was kind of like the intro of Rogozar, where they showed this girl like just randomly like playing music and stuff like that. And it was just one of those moments where Superman had that really nice moment. He's like, hey, I just want you to know that whenever I have felt alone or whenever um you know i'm just trying to find some peace i always searched for your voice and he just really like his he's like even no matter how far away i would look for your voice because your voice is what made me find home so it was just like an it was like one of those nice moments of like this girl just singing her indie music you know her creative uh her creative storytelling in song and Superman comes out of nowhere holding Lois and just like thanking you because you are, you're the reason why I can like find home like because of her music. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's sweet. Like I liked it. Then I don't know what happened. Then it Lois out of nowhere says Mary Poppins, please. I have no idea what the hell that's talking about. And then he just, I guess kind of flies up and now they're like looking into each other while she still plays music. And that's the end. I don't know what that Mary Poppins, please. Maybe this is in regards to something that he said in his story that I just quit reading Superman. So, or action. So I don't get the reference, but I totally that it didn't upset me, but it totally takes you off because I I don't get the joke. Or I don't get yeah. the inside whatever he's trying to do. Um, it took me out of that moment. You know, it it's 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 those mo- you know, like I think like a lot of people, you know, like you're having a very serious moment and then out of nowhere, like a fart comes out. Like, what did that have to you just ruined the moment? Like, oh, that's usually that's yeah, fart noise included. That's usually what Bendis does. <laughs> well, yeah. So I I don't get Mary Poppins, please. But instead of me being like, oh, man, this was like, this was nice. This was cool. Like for him to just do that. Like, I liked it. It was a nice callback. And then Mary Poppins, I'm like, what? Well, Mary Poppins. But what what happened? What's Mary Poppins have to do? So then I, I it's like I forgot about the nice moment because I'm trying to figure out what do you do? What's Mary Poppins? So, yeah. of course, 
he will end the his he ended his run confusing a reader. <laughs> so I'm like, this is I'm like, of course that he did. The most on point yeah. thing. Again, he ever. confused me because I wasn't reading it, so it could be just my fault. But if there was okay. no Mary Poppins thing, if I'm supposed to remember something from a nineteen fifty Disney movie, sorry, I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> so you talked about a book that I didn't read. I'll go ahead and talk very quickly about a book that you didn't read. That's not fair. Because um, I actually I'm care not... about this book. You don't care about Superman. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, go. Ahead. I'm not gonna give anything away because you know, one thing that I have told many people I've told you I've told juice uh in Batman News Weekly is with Tom Taylor books you need to read them all in one book oh my gosh my mother is so loud um I heard her this time this is the first time I've actually heard the noise of you complaining about uh yeah but what I will but, say is that you just did the Tom Taylor Tom King thing you said Tom did Taylor. I really Oh, sorry. <laughs> the the one <laughs> the one thing that I've always said about Tom King books is that you need to read them all in one sitting. Um, I'm definitely gonna do that with Strange Adventures because there is some like weird psychedelic acid trip things happening there. And here, I will admit, this from just reading the first issue, and then jumping to issue three here. This is awesome. I love this issue. Damn it. So I will say it centers around uh, Laura, who is the cowgirl mm -hmm. woman that we saw in the first issue. Of course, we know that they are dead um, because she was on the autopsy table. This tells the story of when she was a child, how she was raised, and how that goes into where we saw her in the beginning of issue one and how it continues with the investigation. If this was a spinoff series on HBO max from the Watchmen series, because clearly the way that Tom King is writing the story is it is a sequel to the HBO max series. Like with with what references are made, it is a sequel to the HBO Max series, which is also a sequel to the original Watchmen series. It works very well. And if HBO Max doesn't pick this up after this issue alone, because the visuals that could be put onto the small screen at such a high budget with what is happening in this book is amazing like it would be amazing so is this so, like based on like what you're saying is this so is it kind of like vibes like um so you're so it, does this have the vibes of like issue two where you kind of got a little bit of the background of like the the creative type uh marston and like what led him to like this person dying like you got flashbacks and it was just leading to like a current yes. time okay. yeah so so you so in the second issue you got uh, the cartoonist and how like oh you know his motivation you know basically well and, and it wasn't confirmed because tom king just loves to write like that it wasn't confirmed but you could assume that he was the reason why the neighbor was uh was, was confronted 
by Rorschach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. It was confronted by so Rorschach he, after being bullied for like 30 years in the elevator yeah. and everything. Yeah. So so here we see the motivations of why this cowgirl would be the person on the rafters in the first issue with the sniper rifle. Oh God, I do. I have the book right in front of me. I just want to read it. <laughs> Dude, there, there is. Okay. So I will say this. There is once you get to a certain point in the book, which is actually near the end, you start to like, it immediately hits you. If you think about it with a heavily political statement, now, regardless, it's amazing just because of how effed up some people can think. So I will just say that you need to read. You need to read it immediately after we get done with this podcast. Um, but yeah, it, it was wonderful. I I'm sorry, readers, but we can't go more into it. I mean, you guys can always reach out to Clay at Fanboy Clay on Twitter if you guys want to chat more about it. I, I, I need to jump on this because... Yeah. This is it's I, I know that one. you yeah, I know that you really want to read it, so I'm not gonna spoil anything. So yeah, damn. it's it's good. Okay. It it legitimately has the vibe of an indie comic. Like it doesn't even feel like Watchmen, which is amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got I gotta jump into it. Uh before we we go into Kumbaya, uh I'm sorry, I meant Batman. Um we are we're I'm going to talk really quickly about Nightwing 77. Now, this is like his first I guess like solo solo issue after coming back as Nightwing the Nightwing that we know, love um that you know Tom Taylor's going to be taking over that this is who we're getting. This was so I was expecting I don't know, a little bit of one of those kind of things. No, this is a Christmas comic book. It's all about the holidays. They're like, all right, we're going to fluff one out of here. Uh, and let's just, let's call it for the day. So this is Batman and Nightwing. They are about to, you know, do some work that they need to do. There's a couple of uh, things going on. Uh, and Batman in the middle, in the in between, Batman is trying to invite Dick over to his home for Christmas. But Dick is, you know, he's like, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Uh, you know, there's just too much things have been going on since, you know, I've been back. I just got to kind of figure things out. He's like, no, what you need is some normalcy. You need time with your family. And he's like, yeah, well, the last time I had normalcy, normalcy, I was with Bay, but I walked away from all that. Um, so he's like, so Batman's like, we'll settle it for later. Let's, you go take this place and I'll go take this place because there's two things going on. You never really find out what's going on with Batman because, again, this is Dick's story. So he's going to a place called Dexaturn where it seems that they are, I don't know, let's just say a technologically advanced uh, company. But you know, you know how like when you, if you read on Yahoo or something, a lot of people talk about like Amazon that Amazon's mm -hmm. one of those places just making tons of money, but they treat co they they treat the employees like crap. Yeah, kind of thing. Well, that's what Dexaturn is. They are all about profits, 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 and they they can care less about their 
so what ends up happening is that they just finished laying off a whole bunch of employees after their employees just finished creating this new technological software or whatever that's going to make them millions. But once they got everything, they fired them. But now they are getting ransomed for a ton of money and they needed Batman's help. But Nightwing came and they're pissed off. They're like, all right, you're not Batman, blah, blah, blah. You're we need the big guns for this. Nightwing goes down to investigate because they're able to read that it looks like the people are there. And these people created an entire heist where it looks like Santa Claus with like the Salvation Army kind of thing is just ringing the bell. A couple of thieves. Nightwing stops them, but then he realizes after he stops them that those aren't the people. They just got, you know, they got paid 50 bucks just to pretend to run and take Santa's money. So it looks like the person who was dressed up as Santa was the the true character, which was a lady... I don't remember her name at the moment. I know the daughter's name's Gabriella. I don't I don't remember the the mom's name. But there is the mom and it looks like she is now working at a oh it's Maisie, I think. No, I'm lying. I don't know. Oh, Agnes. <laughs> nope, that's not it either. I'm trying to remember all these names. Who cares? So, she because she was let go she has been staying now in like the ho- in homeless like under the bridge and then and she has like a whole group of people there and you know just like the community of the people that are homeless living in the middle of the snow she's just looking out for them so we kind of see like oh she's she's not i mean yeah she just ransomed the company but but she doesn't seem to be a bad person yeah. uh you know she's just looking out for all this but of course when she when she does get into her tent dick is there like dick wasn't he got played at that moment but he realized like hey word of advice if you're gonna run away don't don't walk away in a santa outfit where it's really easy to catch you uh so she tells her the story of what happened and this is her explaining the creating they let go and he's like so why did you ask for such a specific amount because she ransomed them for like let's say 2.67 million and she's like, because I believe that with all the work that I created and what it's going to do for the company over the next 20 years, that's what I would have been owed. So she legit ransomed them for what she thinks that software was going to do for her in salary for the next 20 years. So Dick, I think Dick also realized, OK, she's not besides a very poor choice. She's not a bad person. She yeah. did this because of how poorly these people are treating him. And all these employees. So Dick had an idea. Uh, got to pick. I'm gonna. Well, someone's gonna pick you up in the limo. Uh, let's. You know, we want. I want to show you something. And there is this building that is owned by Bruce Wayne. And she. And they wanted you to know, like, hey, uh, this is the Pinnacle One apartment complex, and you know, this is for you. And this lady's like, this is such a beautiful offer. I. I, I can't do it though because I can't forget about. You know, like. They're not family, but the family and like of all the homeless people. And yeah. that's where you finally see Bruce again. And he's like, no, no, I don't think you understand. This is for you and all your friends. So Bruce, even though with his limited fortune, uh, he was able to do something like this where he housed not only this woman, but all of the homeless people that are there for the holidays and gave them gave them a life. And now she's going to be working for uh, Wayne Industries. 
So again, nice moment. You see the you know what? that kind of that see this is where it gets a little convoluted when people think about you know connectivity, mm-hmm. continuity, and their own stories. You can't have your eight you you can't have your cake and eat it too because you're right. Bruce doesn't have any money to his name, and he's not working with Wayne Enterprises, but yet here he is being able to do both. So yeah, well here I mean they do mention that uh. They do mention about him not having the fortune, but he's like, he may not be the billionaire he was, but he still has plenty, Barbara, because now this is them, you know, because so Bruce pretty much used to his vintage how this lady treated family, even though they're not family. But mm-hmm. hey, we're all together. Hey, go see like family. This is the place like we should all be together soon. So he pretty much just kind of like guilted Dick into going to the manor and having Christmas together. And now it's, you know, they all had their little nice little moments, ha ha, he ha. And then at mm-hmm. the end, it was kind of like, you know, like, hey, family, we're here all together at the end, and that's what matters most. Happy holidays, everyone, and happy holidays. And, you know, mm. it's just like cheers. Yeah, man. I like the art. No, no, the art's cool. The art's cool. So, uh, again, yeah, it's, 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 it's a filler. It's a one-shot holiday. Um, you know, you get a little bit of the, okay, Bruce broke. Okay. That's a little connected thing. Oh, left bay. Okay. But then after that, everything else is, so you, you know, you're remembering what's happening in other past stories or in other issues, but mm-hmm. you also have a nice moment here. A little confused with Dick being there, unless that's supposed to be, yeah, that's Dick. Unless that's Tim, but it based on the hair. No, nah, I'm sorry. Not Dick. Uh, Damien. Yeah, considering Damien's uh, history, but who knows? But whatever, I think I I don't I don't think those moments mattered for what they were trying to do here. So, hey, he can be mad all he wants, but he wants his goddamn presence. Okay, God, I love presents. Same, I love Christmas. The only the worst thing about Christmas though is the fact that like not even. 15 days later is my birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. That part sucks. So it's like, Hey, here's your birthday and Christmas gift. It's like, no, I want two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I got to when you sent me the text message, cause I, I sent you the text message asking if Superman 28 was the end of Bendis. Yeah. You said, yes. Follow that later. About 45 minutes later, you send me a wizard of Oz. Jeff skipping <laughs> in the cornfield. And you said, this is Batman 105. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? In my mind. I don't even think I replied because I was so thrown off. No, you, you didn't reply until the next day. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But, but all I, you said, and all you said was, oh, God. Like, you didn't give any context. And I knew immediately that you were freaking, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote "Oh God" because of what you said, but I haven't read the title yet. Until oh, okay, I, okay. Until, uh, no, until I posted it on Twitter like two days ago. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I'm like, "Oh God, I I actually know what he means now." Batman 105. Okay, I get it that Bruce Wayne just wants a friend, but dude, <laughs> and I know that you are a twisted individual. You dress up as a bat and you beat people up. Okay. Yeah, I get it. You got some serious issues, man. Dude, you gotta you gotta find better friends. This guy was straight up trying to kill you on multiple occasions. 
He hates the fact that your weakness is that you're living an eight-year-old's promise and that you care for people. You should want to just kill and beat people up for the just for the art of it. The art. The art. Mark, the art. The art. Like this guy is. This mixed. this is this guy is Mark when he's talking about IMAX movies. Oh God, I love IMAX movies. <laughs> Man, I, oh, I'm not gonna watch the CW. I'm gonna watch the DCEU. Right. Oh, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch CW. I'm gonna watch the Joker. That's who this guy is right here. Yes. One of the, <laughs> one of that's a, that. I am Jesus Christ. I'm Ghost Hunter. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know, man. These guys are just fighting. You got a little bit more context of the. You stay out of my city and wherever I plant. My cape, you you stay out of there too. Fine. Okay. I, I hope I don't see you again. And you got Bao trying to cut off heads. You got another cool, again, even though this is like the fourth time I've read the same thing from Harley, I, I'm liking Harley. I can't believe well, it. Well, I, I, I have to ask you, though. I have to ask you. Do you care at all about Bao? No. Exactly. So well, the reasons why I don't care about Bao yet is because they haven't given me a reason to. Exactly, he's, he's and, they, and they and they throw away this line of like, "Oh, Harley was there when his parents got killed by the Joker." That was like the big thing that like all of us should be caring about. I haven't seen it. I haven't gotten any details from like it. Somebody. So the the three nonsense pages that we got of Bruce Wayne talking to a younger Ghostmaker. Should have been the flashback of Bao witnessing his parents' death. Yeah, so I, it's like it's it's one of these these moments where there's missed opportunity. There, okay, I get it, and there's going to be similarities between Bao and Bruce. Who knows what Tynan is trying to do, especially in this world? I mean, we got is Bao going to be like a next Batman, Batman Junior? Yeah, I mean, dude, in this world that we live in now and just the people pleasing and stuff like that, I that that wouldn't surprise me. That might. Oh god. No, the battery. <laughs> uh god, that was the dumbest thing ever. I think that was worse than the Batman cape thing. The uh, bat bat. That's dude, that's what it's going to be. He's going to name himself the bat bat, just like his weapon. God. So, who freaking mows their lawn right now? See, like, have you been hearing that this entire no, time? That, that part I haven't. But honestly, okay, my cool. ears are forever ruined by Slipknot and ACDC and Disturbed <laughs> and stuff. And like Kill Switch Engage. My ears are done. Um, so I, I, I need for me to care about Bao. I need a moment of like what you're getting with Harley. Mm-hmm. You need you need to care. You need to, one way or another. Okay, if you don't like the Joker movie because it's making you empathize and sympathize for him, okay. But they're at least doing it, and for the most part, everyone's cheering. And when he kills the people in the train, why? Because you're getting a backstory. All we have is his parents died. Okay, like that sucks. Like oh man, poor kid. Like that's gonna do some stuff. But it it can't just be everything left to my imagination because my imagination can be totally wrong and I'm creating a story of a character that's just not true. Mm-hmm. But all we've had is just this vengeful kid. So it's hard for me to care. 
Now, are we going to get that sooner or later? I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like it. And uh, I don't know, but yeah, so I, I just don't, I don't care about it. I do care. I, I am enjoying Harley. I'll never, I, I can't believe I'm going to say that in multiple issues. I love every moment that she's in and with what Tynan is doing. I think that her growth is definitely showing there and I'm digging it. Uh, this whole Ghostmaker fighting, like I'll never understand Ghostmaker l- literally split this guy in like his kidneys, sliced his kidneys and two panels later, Bruce is smiling. There's no scar. There's well, no scar. Yeah. Well, there's no gash. There's no blood. No there's blood. no nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, uh, like you have in, <laughs> hey, why don't you come up and meet the family? Hey, why don't, don't go. Why don't we work together? You just can't kill anyone. You're no fun. Uh, well, it makes it harder. Oh, so it's like a challenge. And then, hey, meet the family. I don't think they're going to be happy to see me. Oh, you know what? F the family. Uh, let's go work together on a mission. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, Actually, Batman, I just got an alert from your friend, Oracle. I just lowered my ghost net. I let her in, and she gave me a notification. Let's go fight some bad guys. It's just like, dude. my lord. This is almost, okay, so imagine the ending of, uh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, I forgot the Joker story, the one with uh, Barbara. Uh, uh, killing uh, Joke? Yeah. Imagine Killing Joke, okay? And then, of course, we know the ending is legitimately Batman and Joker laughing. That's the entire ending. <laughs> now, imagine him taking it a step further, and they go out to dinner to eat a sandwich. That's what this that's what this book is doing. And not only that, because you get that like classic freaking 1940s like Batman and Robin running together pose. And Ghostmaker says, oh, I'm technically richer than you now. So you're buying dinner. I don't have a butler anymore. I don't have a butler Dude, anymore. He just used so now. You know. So now, now we can make jokes about his father figure dying. I hate this so much. I'm sorry. God, this is—it's so bad, man. And the thing is, is like Batman. Like three panels after, like their bromance just went like t- up like forty notches. I swear, there's like three panels where he looks like Affleck. In uh, in that panel that everybody talks about of like him smiling when Superman arrives in like Whedon's version, where he's like, ah. <laughs> there's like four of those, and I'm like, God, what's going on here? I'm like, dude, if you don't want to be this alone and you want friends, then stop promising the Bat Family that you're gonna involve them and then just leave them out. Hey, Dick. Hey, Tim. Hey, Barbara. We've been together for 15 plus years. You're my family. F you guys. I want to go hang out with a murdering psychopath. Peace out, bitches. Batman, where are you? You told us to meet you at the uh, at the top. 
Oh, I'm here at Steak and Shake with uh, with uh, with, <laughs> with <laughs> him, with him and Ghostmaker freaking laughing over the bat comms. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it, it, it it's the worst, man. I see these are the so, titles when I say I try. I'm gonna try my best in March to come into things with a clean slate. And that you are literally making this guy one of Batman's no, you greatest can't. You can't because Tynan, Tynan is coming back to the same title. You can't come in with the clean slate. You have to come in with the exact same slate that we left off with, which is a pile of doo-doo. That's what it is. Cool. <laughs> That is oh by the way, uh, solicits just dropped. So, all right, I can't wait to read about all the titles. I I wonder if you know if there's something I haven't heard before. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so Tynan needs to be this title needs to be ripped away from him. And the thing is, it sucks, man, because now with like Comicron, you can't really tell like how's he doing. No, no, and that's the thing, like. DC is treating their sales numbers now like Netflix treats their viewership or their membership. It's like, oh, yeah, it's this number. And just believe us because we're telling you. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I don't think I've told you. On Word Balloon, Tynan has said that he has outlines for Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter and punchline stories throughout 2023 <laughs> 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 oh yeah yeah we're apparently these heroes because now he considers them heroes are here to stay i'm gonna email stan lee hopefully he gets my email i'm gonna try to get him into an exclusive contract with marvel <laughs> Hopefully Stan doesn't take a while to write back, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna come on, man. Clay, you need to stop bringing bad news to my life, okay? I'm I'm only this... trying to be happy. You know, I'm gonna go watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> Apparently, it's a big deal. People are talking a lot of stuff on on Twitter, and they're yeah, like, there's there's a lot of spoilers. I think so. I saw I think I saw like Kevin post like. Open Twitter to immediately see, and I just I closed my phone. Good. So all Good. I did was I opened, a, I did a post of like the Ultimate Frontier like pick, but I am yeah. not. I don't want to go into it because I want to see. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not the. I'm. I'm one of those guys that I only just I watch like the Star Wars movies once, and then I'm okay, like never seeing them again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hopefully, whatever's going on that people are going to be psyched about, I'll understand the reference. You will. Will I? Because I've never seen like the cartoon stuff, the Clone Wars and stuff that like Asako Tono or whatever. Because for example, like she popped up and people are like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Who is she?" (laughs) (laughs) She's getting her own series, so you'll learn about her. Well, but yeah, you'll. I I like her. You'll understand. I liked her in that. I'm like, oh, cool. She's Jedi. Cool. She and just so people aren't like trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna ruin it for. For Mark, I'm not going to post this until tomorrow. So I'm no, not posting. I'm, I'm, I'm literally hanging up with you and I'm going to watch it. 
No, because you need to hang up and read Rorschach and then watch it. Don't tell me what my priorities are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But with that, guys, I think that's going to be the show. Uh, The other books that we didn't talk about uh, that just want to mention real quick. um, There is going to be a crime syndicate book. I completely forgot about that. Uh, As well as, uh, of course, the ones that have already been announced, the Suicide Squad and uh, a Swamp Thing. But yeah, it's going to be fun. God, I can't freaking wait until future state well we'll see yeah we will see um of course you can find me at fanboy clay on twitter uh check my bio there is a link tree where you can find all of my shows and uh where can they find you you can find me at mark reads comics on twitter that's it (laughs) (laughs) and of course this show is a part of the nerdy legion podcast network oh we found the password yeah, yeah, we have so we have the Comic Book Legion Twitter backup. So, you know, I was like, oh, man, we're going to there's going to be so many notifications, so many messages. Nothing. Nobody loves us. No, no, because I, I clicked it. So I, I think if I click it, you won't see it. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, we got no DMs because no one loves us. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed our nonsense and yeah we'll talk to you guys uh next week uh christmas i don't know new we'll do it after christmas because we usually record on fridays and fridays literally christmas okay so yeah we'll do it then we will skip next week it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of books anyway um it being christmas week um but we will definitely talk about whatever you know fits our fancy so yeah. Yeah, whatever fits my fancy. <laughs> All right. See you later. All right. See you guys later.